Sands, and welcome to Pod Return to the Waking Sands. We are a Final Fantasy XIV companion podcast where we explore the lore and story of Hydaelyn and beyond. My name is Jen, and I'm joined by my co-host and researcher. I'm Levi. Hi, Levi. Hello, Jen. Are you ready for some late night kobold action, Jen? I thought you'd never ask. Because that's happening. <laughs> Today we are talking about the tear in headlights. Kobold Beast Tribe quests. So let's get to it. We already covered the Beast Tribe generalities in the Ixal and the Amalja tribe quest episodes, so we'll skip that for now. Like the Amalja quests, the kobolds are for disciples of war and magic only. No crafting or gathering involved. Yay. Though, there's some pretty tedious shit that's going on, so. Yeah, we'll talk about that soon, but there is indeed some tedious shit. We've met the kobolds quite a bit in the past. We have faced down Titan three times now. Yeah, we're very familiar with him and his ilk. And unlike the other tribe quests, these kobolds are not really culturally distinct from the actual tempered kobolds. These are kind of in the same society, though in a different strata as the other kobolds, whereas the other tribes we've met so far have been like a separate subculture entirely within those different groups. Right. These are the kobolds that are kind of scattered about these small little... Like throughout Lenosia. Yeah. Um, and not yeah, so we've got like the the two there's like two big ones kind of around Ogamoro. There's like the capitalist kobolds. Two <laughs> and then big there's ones the uh, around Ogamoro. Yeah, there's the capitalist Watch out for them big ones. They, 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 shut up. The the capitalist kobolds and then the um you know, fanatical kobolds. And then the other little guys that are dotted around the landscape. That are I also think, fanatical? I think they're one and the same. As in the the capitalist and fanatical ones are both no, they're yeah, they're both. Like they're well, both. You you get different. But these our, our guys, our guys are, are worshiping at the the feet of, you know, or yeah. Um, there are different castes within the kobold society. So there are like priests and um and diggers and so on. So they will have different jobs in the society, but they all still are under the Titan umbrella. And I have to say, Jin, they really toned down the kobold mannerisms in this tribe quest. Like the other ones we've had so far, they have done such a better job of writing them than they did in like the 1 through 50 A Realm Reborn quests and also in the Black Mage quest too. Yeah. Like I am not wanting to claw my eyes from having to see some cutesy Muppet speak God every damn. sentence from them. Yeah, it, it's it's better for sure. Uh, but they still do the thing where they're just humping the thesaurus. Yeah. <laughs> kobolds humping the thesaurus. Yeah. Classic kobolds. Episode title. <laughs> yeah, because... Um, yeah, they're, they're digging up fucking synonyms. Kobolds like to, to say synonyms of certain words in their speech for emphasis. They will repeat it in triplicate. Yeah. But in this case, it's only for underlined emphasis it's not like Correct. every single sentence Correct. has one word repeated three so I, times. I can appreciate that and also you know get your you know like seven-year-olds up in this game they'll learn a lot of words there we go yeah like during our torchbearer game <laughs> we all we're all just like solidly millennials and this guy's throwing out probably what did i count like 11 words that all of us were like 
what the fuck is that? <laughs> what the fuck is an ewer? Uh, a ewer, yeah, that was one. Um, a censor, I knew what that one is because I grew up Catholic. That's That was easy. There was, oh, there was the font. Uh, that Wait, one That one I knew. Is font new? It was for some of the people at the table. Okay. Like, the fuck is that? Um, As in the fountain kind, not right. the letter kind. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, let's get down to it. We hear about this lead from the Rogadin track track rate. This name is is troubling to me. Track rate. Track track rate. Track rate. Track rate. Okay. I, I like I like their ayat. Who is in the maelstrom at the maelstrom command center in Limsa? He's a lieutenant. He says that a shipment of saltpeter was plundered while en route to Limsa. And the attackers struck under the cover of darkness. Saltpeter is a key ingredient of fire sand. A.K.A. gunpowder. Yep. And I assume that's mostly common knowledge at this point. You know what's hilarious? So I go to trivia, y'all. And the trivia I went to last time, I, I go by myself just to see what I know, right? And one of the questions was old-timey chemical, old-timey chemical, and saltpeter... When combined, make this. And I'm like, I only know that because of this game. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because who's who knows anything about saltpeter in their normal everyday American fucking ass life? Or any other life for, for that matter. <laughs> Maybe it's common nerd knowledge. I don't know. I mean, it, it was, yeah. Anyway, so I'm it's like, saltpeter, sulfur, and what else? I think it's another like soda something something, I think. I think it's another S word. Charcoal, apparently. All right. Jen missed that question at trivia. <laughs> well, if that was the question, yes, I would have missed it. Yeah. So the saltpeter is missing and uh, it's going to make something explode. The investigators, the rank and file maelstrom have not yet turned up any leads whatsoever on these thieves. Yeah, this is hilarious. This is some bad sleuthing, guys, as we're going to soon find out. So we get sent to our favorite Aetherite at <laughs> Swift Perch. So annoying. <laughs> and we meet up with Skate Swiss. Um, Skate Swiss. Skate Swiss. Yeah. Like okay. The the W the V. We meet up with Skate Swiss. Mm-hmm. Also a lieutenant. Also a lieutenant up at Swift Perch. We find her dressing down some poor private. Yeah. She is indignant also that Trackriot thinks that she needed help from outsiders. <clears throat> Until she's like, yeah, I got we nothing. We fucking do. God damn it. <laughs> like, we meet her and she's already mad. And this is like, this is her jam, which is great. I love it. So we show up and we're like, we'll help you. And she's like, great. So what we know so far is this was an organized group. They have knowledge of secret paths to move quickly in and out. Um, she asks us to scan the area in case we find something her underlings couldn't. And um, we immediately do. <laughs> to be fair though it's kind of like this this little area behind the building i swear to god only exists for this quest <laughs> there's like there's no other reason for it um so there's this tiny little path that winds around the back of the building it's very easy to miss apparently we find a, a crooked ass pickaxe on the ground next to a ladder right up against the, the the wall so this is how they like they literally walked up with a ladder climbed down it stole shit and climbed the ladder and then bolted Good clues. This is no pirate tool, says Skatesfis. We get a chance to guess what she's thinking. We can either say kobolds or a rogue rogadin. Probably kobolds. Yep. Yeah. 
And if you say Rogadin, she thinks that we are implying that she is the culprit. Girl, calm your tits. The combination of tools, tunnels, and explosives means kobolds. So it's time to head over to Camp Overlook and Outer Lenosha, which is the front line against the kobold menace. Skatesfist invites us along because we're the only person who's been helpful so far in this <clears throat> investigation. Yeah, man, we're the fucking warrior of light. So at Camp Overlook, um, Commander Blow It In. Blow it in, blow it in. <laughs> That's all I can think of when I see your thing. Um, it's probably like Blurredin. Blurredin? He has a captured kobold, and he is interviewing this guy about the robbery. And, you know, like, tell me where the saltpeter is. Like, I don't know where the saltpeter is. He's interviewing, yes, Jim. Right, yeah, interviewing. <laughs> uh, that's the word they're Forcefully using. Forcefully interviewing. Correct. We show up, and the kobold is, you know, deny, deny, deny. The kobold is like, what is she doing here? She's not supposed to know anything about the robbery. Skatesfist says to Blurden, hey, we're here checking out this lead about missing saltpeter. And then the kobold gets all uppity, going... Like, how, are you, how do you know? How yeah. do you fucking... What? Yeah. But the kobold insists it's them, not us, but them. Yeah, the stinky, smelly, ugly ones. Skatesfist drops the extremely classy, a kobold's a kobold. Mm-hmm. But the captive insists there are three types of kobold. The lowest of them are the thieves who live below. Mm-hmm. Those are going to be our new friends for for a while the culprits this guy says are a camp of scraggly kobolds called the 789th and they are the worst of the worst mm -hmm. the most stinky smelly scummy and ugly of all kobold kind cool so we head down to check it out this camp if you picture outer lanosha there's that bridge that connects the camp overlook area from the kobold run that heads from the kobold warrens from Upper Lanosha. Underneath that bridge, we can follow a winding path down to this cliffside camp on the very outskirts of the kobold territory, where we find a motley collection of crates and supplies, including crates of the missing saltpeter. Yeah, they're like right there. <laughs> the camp is empty for a moment until, as we're inspecting the goods, in comes a pack of them, one of them has a distinctive red X painted on his helmet. And, and Skatesfist, I mean, she's like, she is all in. She's like, come at me, motherfuckers. I know you won't. And she's like, keep... she's in the middle of like a ring of kobolds. All yeah, like... they screech and screech and howl and screech at us. And, and she's like, all right, any day now. Yeah, yeah. Fight or die, bitches. And so one of the one of the kobolds quiets the crowd. And he's like, um, is, uh, is surrender Maybe a third option we can choose because we would do that one. And then they're like, yes. Oh, my God. Yes, we would surrender. Absolutely. And like Skate Swiss is bewildered and probably disgusted at the cowardice. But, you know, frankly, this worked out in our favor. So they surrender. We take the saltpeter back. Skate's Fist takes the saltpeter back and she's like, all right, warrior of light. This is your problem. They're your, your captives now. You figure it out. Yeah. See what the heck is going on and tell them to stop. Yeah. So we talk to the leader, the guy with the red X on his helmet, named 789th Order Pikman Gigu. A Pikman is someone who picks up rocks. That's their profession. Gigu emphasizes that they surrender and don't hurt them. He introduces himself and says he's a leader, but in name only, because nobody listens to him. 
He'll say this a lot. Also, and that their their order has always been a peaceful one until recently when they were driven out of the tunnels to their current spot. The tunnels being Ukamaro. Yeah. They're they're being bothered by someone. And on top of that, Gigu has like he, he doesn't think that he has the respect of his people. So um, if you can leave and let us wallow in our shame, that would be great. My good God. And now he gives us the insider scoop on Kobold society. The ones that dig up the most ore and riches are the most venerated, and the ones that bring back the least are shunned. Kobold orders all have numbers. The smallest numbered orders are the highest rank order. How many orders are there, Jin? Um, 789. These bros here are the lowest of the low. <laughs> <laughs> And they have been told, until they bring back something of worth, don't come home. Yeah. And they've also been assigned, apparently, the driest ore vein ever, and it won't yield anything. So today, today is sack judging day, and they don't have anything to show. Maybe we can help them out. Then we go in. Before we do that, some notes about Kobold Society. The, the kobold, in a way, they are kind of like a meritocracy in a sense, because your output will determine how high you are in the social strata. And you can go from 789 to number one if you are prolific enough to earn that accolade. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not number 512 or whatever for life. You will go up and down depending on your output. However, this group, the 789th, They are so low that they are not allowed to even see Father Titan. So this group is not tempered because they suck so hard. They're not even allowed to be tempered by Titan. Great. Good for them. (laughs) Anyway, so we go out and help them have something to show for their upcoming inspection. So this kind of sets the tone for a lot of what we're going to do. It's basically we're going to do all their their dirty work. It's only... No, it's it's dirty work. Yeah, yes. <laughs> we're, we're doing it for them because. But literal dirty work, though, as in. Oh no! Yeah, like picking up like dirt. And... All the all the things that could be encompassed by the term dirty work, we do it. Like I feel like as the warrior of light, we would have had some some private moments to ourselves, going, "Why are we doing this? Like this is there's one quest in particular that is really mortifying. I don't know why we do it." If but there's one it. thing that we do, Jen, it's whatever people ask of us. Right. We mm-hmm. are a yes man. We will fetch. Fetchy, fetch, fetch. So we do. We pick up some worthless ore <laughs> and bring it back. After dropping it off, Gigu begs us to stay until this kobold leader, Zoga, has come and gone. Yeah, he's he's very intimidated by this guy. Who is Zoga, Jen? Well... Uh, Zoga, he is the, what is that F word? The Fugelman, right? The Fugelman, F-U-G-E-L, of the 13th. So that right there tells you, tells you quite a bit. He is a giant among kobolds, so smart and strong. Yeah. Like if, if the kobolds had monetarists, he would be one of them. <laughs> um, and Zoga will trample over anyone in his way. Yes. Right then, uh, the inspection is about to take place, and Zogar shows up. He has a massive headpiece, 
like it, it it looks like a little mini furnace it's like a steampunk helmet yeah and it has like it's like helmet. smokestacks and yeah <laughs> windows and shit all over it and he's always got his floozies as floozies and his cudgel his fucking yep. <laughs> floozies. they're like they're pink kobolds um apparently every female kobold is pink it's so you can tell jen sure right yeah <laughs> uh, they also have pink eyes i mean come on guys so and purple armor purple yeah mm-hmm. so you These know the they're ladies Jen. they're the ladies don't be confused so this guy he he looks at what they're offering which is the shit that we stole which is a pitiful is this <sighs> your monthly haul gin or is it what popped out of your arsehole this morning whoa damn that Spicy. is among the most vulgar this game gets <laughs> it's, that's pretty pretty bad <laughs> So he says that um, we should, well, they should, they should go without food and sleep so that they can get more done. And he takes it a step farther when Gigu pleads with him and says, well, if, if they don't increase their output a hundredfold in a month's time, they'll be fed to the furnaces. Then he wahahahas away with his floozies. Let's go, ladies. Yeah. Time to hit the steam baths. <laughs> The sulfur baths, whatever. After Zoga leaves, Gigu kind of wilts. He just despairs. He is despondent. At this point, Skatesfis comes over to check in. Gigu tells her of all his misfortunes. Well, she's like, who the fuck was that guy in the floozies? (laughs) Like, she straight up, she's like, the fuck is that guy's problem? And then Gigu is like, woe is us. I mean, so, I mean, now she's pissed because of course she is. That's her jam. She says, what? You're going to let that self-styled tyrant walk all over ye? Mm-hmm. Have ye got a shred of dignity? Mm-hmm. No, I do not. Yeah. Says Gigu. Like, no. No, nothing's going to happen. Do you do you know what happens to anyone who opposes Zoga? Well, they are they are crushed into oblivion. And uh, Skatesmith's like, that's not that's not fucking on. We're, we're going to make this guy eat his words. Gigu says, no, don't don't make things worse for us, but she's not going to hear it. Nope. Fuck you, we're doing this. And yep. now Gigu gets so afraid of Skate's Fist that now he's going to listen to her and do whatever she says. So now he asks us to protect him from Zoga and Skate's Fist. Jen, will you ally with the 789th? Sure. The correct response, Jen, is eagerly, emphatically, wholeheartedly. Okay, I apologize. This unlocks the tribe reputation quests. We start at neutral. So some of the, the the early stuff that we do is kind of like it's a little sabotage, um, but mostly just kind of like stealing for them so that they can have some food and some things to show on sack judging day. The thing is, though, that this order is not only lazy, they are almost like religious they're, they're about being lazy. Yeah. So much that they will have us punish other orders for working too hard. Yeah. Like the fucking 649th. Have you seen those? The 639th. They're like the next closest. They're like, they're only like 15 tens ahead of us. 
but look at them with their fancy trains and their fancy lunch pots and their fancy this or that. We need to knock them down a peg. So we spent a lot of time doing that. Yep. So all of these quests in the first round, they take place in the outer area of the kobold mines. So either it will be in like that little kobold warren on the east side of the zone. Yep. Or we'll be in like the slag fields that are outside the mines themselves. That super polluted place with the like the ochre ground and the green pools of polluted water. That's just those are those are that's like sulfur. It's just sulfur sulfur pools. Um, so it's like naturally volcanic and it's a great place for a mine, frankly. It looks very cool. I love it. I, I really do. And the whole area is covered with these cobalt tunnels that are like cast iron gerbil or hamster tunnels. Yeah. But they're all like little balls of stuff. Yep. <laughs> some of these are pretty easy and some of them are a huge pain in the ass. During this quest line, we meet Ba Go, who is a very unhinged kobold. I like this guy. He's too good for the 789th, considering his skill set and his passion. But his unhingedness, I think, is what keeps him solidly in the bottom because he is crazy. So this guy like raises and develops and and breeds bombs. I don't even know how you you selectively breed bombs, but he does it Mm -hmm. to like find the best way to blow shit up. And whenever there's a mission that involves blowing shit up, he's down for it. Yeah, he's like, I don't really actually he doesn't like his order mates. Like, really, it's fine. But most of the time he's just pissed off at them. Um, and we're like, hey, if we go to him asking for help on a thing, he's like, fucking, God, I hate those guys. But if you want to blow shit up, <laughs> okay. Beyond the, the standard kill shit and click shit quests, there are a couple that are a special pains in the ass in this quest set. The main one is the one that takes place on that kind of raised cliffside where it's the like, raptors it's are. It's right next door to Camp Overlook. Yeah. Same plane. Out there, you have to... There's like a kobold little steam train thing. Yeah, I, there's a word. There's a term for it, and I don't remember what it is. It's called a digger. There's, there's, Yeah, there's that, and then there's another word. We'll just call it a digger for simplicity's sure. sake. It's got like three cars to it. One is like the drill car, which has... Like yeah, it's like a, the little engine with the with the the grinders on the front. Yep. You know, like the thing that dug the tunnel. And then there's a hopper for fuel, and then there's like the um Train cars furnace. for holding the shit, right? The little the carts that hold all the things that they have dug. I, I assumed it was for fuel and not for minerals. I don't know. Anyway, it's like a little baby got, train. Yeah, it's a baby train that has no tracks to it. Just drives around. It's very cute. And that should have been the mount. Oh, how cute would that be? <laughs> That'd be very cute. Yoshi P, give us a little train. <laughs> toot toot. What cars like behind you? Oh, so cute. What you do though with these train quests, and there are a few of them that happen because they got to reuse this train model they made like four times. You have to place embers upon every train cart. So you have to click it three times. And every time you click on one of the carts, an enemy spawns. <laughs> you have to kill the fucking enemy before you can click the next cart. If you're like, hey, Chocobo, go kill the enemy for me. Nope, can't do it. You can't click the next cart till the enemy's done. And then you go a, quote, safe distance away of like five feet. Mm-hmm. You send out a smart bomb which is just like a bomb enemy that you carry around with you and then you send it out to go and blow shit up. Yeah. There's a little cutscene you always skip because fuck that shit. Where the bomb goes, ha ha ha, and then it floats over and blows up the train. It's such a it's such a boo noise that it makes. It reminds me of Boo from 
Yeah. You know, fair. Mario fame. So after the train blows up, another enemy spawns, and then you kill them, and then you have to collect- Then you have to collect the fucking embers! Bago wants the embers from this train. They might be like- He needs he needs the cores so that he can make more little beauties. And then when you click on the core, then another enemy spawns, you kill that enemy. And But so, that might not be the enemy that has your core, and oh you gotta God, click yes. on another one. And do that until you... So it's it's like five steps. Minimum. Oh. This quest mode fucking sucks. It's the worst. That is... It is the most obnoxious. Um, second only to the one where you go scrounging around for like literally, quote unquote, worthless ore so that you can turn it in to the quartermaster at Camp Overlook and beg for food in exchange. Is that worse for the mechanics or it, for the spirit of the quest? The spirit. So, I mean, this is this is super easy, but you have to, with a straight face, as the warrior of light, walk to the quartermaster with a handful of bullshit, and you know it's bullshit, and be like, please, sir, may I have some more? And you turn it in, and she's like, ah, so you would like to, uh, you know, donate to the cause. How wonderful. Uh, this is bullshit. And then we're like begging for food. And she's like, here is some leftover rotten crap from yesterday. Get out of my sight. I'm like, okay. And then we take it and they, they love it. Obviously, they're like, yes, food. And and, and I hear you, Jen. <sighs> Honestly, when I am at the point where I'm skipping quest text because I've seen them all beforehand, I just want to get it done. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to see that one because it's easy to do. It's definitely and the easiest. If you're like a level 50 plus character, the enemies will not aggro on you in the area. Nope. So you can just click the shit, turn it in, you're good to go. Totally. But, but I it, hear you. It hurts my soul like, the most. We have enough change on us guaranteed to buy them the feasts for a year. I'm a gillionaire, man. We don't have to pick up garbage to like, haggle like, with. I have more money than time at this point. Yes. In my career as a warrior of light. Yep. So why couldn't I just, you know what? I was just gonna say, why can't I just like you know you're, donate? They're they're, they're just gonna waste the away. Life. You're you're immersed in their culture, Jen. I know, I don't know. I guess <laughs> I guess after all of the ultimate weapon shit, I've got a, like a little bit of time. I don't know. I, I was gonna say like, how about we just like donate to the 789th so they can feed themselves and stuff? But like, no, you know what? I think that's just enabling. You know, I think what we're doing here is for a greater good. You know, this is thinking a few steps ahead for them. Hopefully. Just... Except that we're doing it for them, so... Ugh. <laughs> like, how about I give you the worthless ore, and then you can turn it in? And Well, obviously they can't because they're kobolds, and... And it's too much work. It's, well, it's too much work, but also... I, I get you, yes. Okay, yeah. It's not an easy thing to do. My favorite quest of this batch is the, the one where the uh, 789th has turned in ore for their quota, but it's actually garbage. And they're worried that they'll be found out and punished for turning in garbage. Yeah. So they have you talk to Bago and he gives you his buxom beauty of a bomb, which you have to carry in your arms. It's one of the first transport quests we do in the game yeah. where we can't do anything besides carry an object around. And we carry this bomb to the furnace to blow it up to destroy the evidence of their turning in their garbage. Yeah. And I'm like, this sucks, you guys. Be better. <laughs> so we do those things and rank up. We have now single-handedly helped the 789th's fortunes improve. Yes. And Gigu is like, you know what? By the next moon, maybe you'll be addressing 788th order oh, Pikmin, Gigu. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And Skatesfist is like, y'all are still lazy as fuck. 
And maybe if you actually did some work, you could dream bigger than simply moving up one slot from dead last. And Gigu was like, no, like, like, come on, like, you know, slow and steady. But, but as we're like just about to get into this whole thing, uh, Skatesfist is like, oh, wait, no, there's there's a commotion. There's a problem. There's a nasty band, not the stinky, smelly, ugly ones. A nasty band of kobolds currently attacking Camp Overlook. And they have some crazy weapon that's giving them a run for their money. So whoa, now we can actually do honorable things. By the time we get up there, though, it's it's basically over. Camp Overlook has suffered some considerable damage, um, apparently at the hands of some mega bomb, which is definitely a Zoga thing. He's he's the one with the uh, the facilities, the wherewithal, the the, the pockets uh, to handle something like this. And the timing also feels a little retaliatory because we just you know did this whole thing with them. We're helping out the seven eighty nine. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna be pissed off at that. Yep. So we we ask Gigu. If he's heard about this new weapon and he's like, oh, yeah, I've heard some rumors. Acolyte Bago, he's been doing a little spying and he's he's probably got some deets for you. So Bago, I think this is the first time we like legitimately interact with Bago. Um, and in true eccentric, eccentric fashion, he's like, I've been expecting you. <laughs> so Zoka's furnace has been firing spewing out incredible beauties bombs and um he and zoga apparently are old friends he says uh so he kind of knows he knows some stuff like i don't know why i think he's just he hangs out with the 789th because they let him do his shit he can spend all day doing weird ass fucking bomb making experiments and fucking them or whatever he's doing (laughs) and and he's all he's like super stoked but he does know some stuff he knows some people he was like, oh, I have a friend who knows how to get into the the 13th workshop, which is essentially impossible to get into. Um, so his friend is the alchemist for the 13th, and his name is Ghazi. So he's Bago, grab some bombs, and we're all going to go see Ghazi. <laughs> so Ghazi, uh, he's kind of up, he's near the the main entrance to the Agamaro, Ugamaro mines. And he's sitting on top of a little port with like a, a, uh, no, it's like a hatch, a hatch with a, you know, if you've seen Lost, we all know what a hatch is. Lost, famous for its hatches. Abs- yes, my God. Um, he will, yeah, I mean, God, we were all there, right? What was this like 2000, 2005, 2006, the end of season one of Lost? Holy shit, hatch. Beginning of season two, holy shit, hatch. That's it. Okay. So, Gazi, he's going to let us in through this little pipe, but we have to promise not to wake up Zoga. Like, okay. Um, at the under end of this pipe is the vast chamber deep within Ugamaro, um, the mining labyrinth. You cannot access it from the mines themselves. This is the only way in. And this is where the 13th Heather, there's a big, fat, fancy f- workshop. Um, so, Bago, he's ready to go with his bombs, um, but the little deers, they're too scared. Um, Zoga's minions screwing about. I, like, I get it. They're, they're scary. So he asked us to go ahead and, and take care of them shits before he goes in with his little babies. So, cool. We just kill a few kobolds and then we come back and we feed Bago's bombs into the furnace, which looks kind of bomb-like. 
like a, a they giant all do, yeah. metal bomb furnace. Sphere with little, like, yeah, the doors and the ports and whatever. They look like teeth, yeah. Yeah. It begins to glow red hot and clatter alarmingly, and we bail before something bad happens to us. Mm-hmm. Back at the kobold camp, Skate's Fist is now determined to drive Zoga from the mines entirely. Who's with me? Crickets. As she's floundering in her attempt to <laughs> rally some motivation, poor woman. another kobold shows up. This one's a lady because she's pink. Oh, oh, hey, hello. This, this is... No, sorry. Is she, she has all... pink armor and white fur. She Yes. I was like, okay. I didn't want to assume that this was a lady because aren't we past that? So she's an albino. Not in 2014 or whatever. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Um, and in this kind of storytelling, it is what it is. So she's an albino with the glowing pink eyes and the, the pinkish armor. She's not nearly as floozied up as the Z- as yep. Zago's people are. This Zogos. is BB. This is BB. BB. Gigu's on again, off again girlfriend, <clears throat> pretty much. She's here to warn Gigu that Zoga is on a rampage. And he's going to punish the culprit for this furnace sabotage severely. Yeah, it's pretty clear that it's us. <laughs> so she says, Gigu, get out of here. Flee. And he says, hell yeah, I'm done for running Absolutely. away. Absolutely, I will flee and run away. But Skate's Fist says, hell no. And if he takes one step for the exit, she will skewer Gigu. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now Gigu is stuck between immediate death and future death. Well, so. he's like, he he has no, so I mean, it's he's just being wishy-washy, but he, he has no conviction whatsoever. He has zero confidence in, in himself. Whoever is telling him what to do, he'll do what that person is saying. So Skatesfish is like, you will stand and you will fight. And he's like, okay, I'll stand and fight. And BB is like, you need to get the fuck out of here. He's like, okay, I'll get the fuck out of here. And everybody's so annoyed at him for being such a fucking coward. And now BB admonishes him for being indecisive. <laughs> and this makes him waffle even more. I know! He's not sure how to satisfy this demand. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) it just pisses off BB more. She's done with the shit. Gigu, you're on your own. Yeah. I imagine this happens like once a day. Like every day she's like, fuck you, Gigu. I'm done with you. Yeah. The next day she rolls back up again. (laughs) Hi, Gigu. Uh, Yeah. So tumultuous. That is that step. We are now recognized with the kobolds. We will now start to be sent into the hidden workshop for some sabotage missions. These are also very annoying. A lot of steps. Mm-hmm. There's like mm-hmm. the one quest where you have to kill six kobolds, God. but you have to talk to them all individually before you can kill yeah, them. You can't proc them all and just deal with it. You no. have to one at Like, uh, hey, you, time. I'm going to kill you. Hey, you, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, like what? that's literally what you're doing. You And, and I think the instructions for the quest, Who's who's giving this now? I think it's... Bozu? I don't remember. It's there's there's Bobu, Bozu, and Bogu. And I don't remember which is which. Anyway, this is the craftsman. This is the guy that's standing at their little furnace in the camp. His instructions for this were like, you need to walk up, insult them bitches to their face, and then kill them. Like, fuck, okay. <laughs> and you're gonna get a couple, I think three or four different lines of dialogue from these guys. Three of them, well, yeah, the, that, all but one are going to be like, motherfucker, get out of my workshop. I'll kill you. Blah, blah. But the the one is really sad because it, he's, you know, we'll approach this guy and he's like, uh, 
so God didn't say I had to fight. And now he's forced to fight and die. And like, this is sad. But yeah, you got to do that six times. So we level up again. And now we talk to Skatesfis. She reports that Zoga's crew has been quiet recently. Suspiciously quiet. <clears throat> she asks us to go talk to Camp Overlook's commander, Blurden. As it sounds like he is much more fond of adventurers than he is of her. Right now. Right now. Because she's kind of like thrown her lot in when the 789th and he's like, the fuck? Bad call. <laughs> we do so. We go say hello. And he says that Skate's Fist has steered us right into the eye of the storm. <clears throat> so now we got to go clean up her mess. Yeah. Where he, he says like, I really wish that Zoga would focus his energies on her rather than the, uh, you know, maelstrom outpost at large. Or perhaps till sea swallows all could become till sea swallows Skatesfist. So we got to keep Zoga off the Maelstrom's backs for a bit while they muster up a defense. And we tell Skatesfist this. She says, yeah, fair, my bad. Um, but <laughs> we're going to we're gonna fix this with the 789th, I swear. The power of song. And while we're busy talking, while the adults are talking, Gigu starts just to wail. <laughs> He's like, oh, woe is me. Yeah. I'm so sad. <laughs> What's oh, wrong, Gigu? Oh, <laughs> worry. Oh, uh, but no, yeah, but actually he does have something legitimate to worry about besides himself. Um, because for once, his girlfriend has not come back after they have a fight. and She was supposed to. He's worried about her. Yeah. And he thinks that Zoga has done something to her. So he asks us to go and save her. Skates Fist says, sure, go do it. BB may have some intel for us that will be helpful, so go rescue her. So we do so. We go and find her. And well, not before Skates Fist is like, motherfucker, she's your girlfriend. You go save her. And he's like, uh, yeah. no. So we find her off in the Eastern Kobold camp. And this is kind of messy. She has been accosted by like random Kobold bandits that are like <clears throat> not part of any faction. Yeah. She just got like attacked and tied up by bandits for reasons unknown. I think, well, two reasons. Maybe three reasons. One, because she's a lady. That's scary. Okay. Two, because um, she's a, a higher level alchemist, probably useful for their own order for some reason. You know, whatever. I don't know. I don't know if there's any, any sort of like pilfering or kidnapping of... I think these are like actually outside society, period. Renegades, not in an order. And if she is an alchemist, then she would be able to, I don't know, make them some, make them some stuff and they could be better criminals. Sure, it's, I don't it's know. just very sloppy that some other random yeah. party shows up out of nowhere. Well, the third reason was they could be after the plans that she had. Yeah, but th this faction, whatever you call it, never appears again. Don't worry about it. She was carrying with her the plans for a super furnace, but she dropped them when she was attacked. So she asks us to go and get it, which we do. It's like 10 feet away. <laughs> Yeah. We pick up the plans. And, and she's like, oh, thank you so much. You're so brave. Unlike a certain other crumbled I know. <laughs> <laughs> so now she gives us a letter to pass on to Giku as she goes back to give the plans to Zoga. Again, very messy story beat. Yeah. yeah. IMO. She does, she does, though, admit to us that I also lack the courage to stand up to Zoga. You know, so like I can sort of sympathize with Gigu in this moment. But, you know, I only did this for, for Zoga because he threatened to exile me. 
it's her and also her order too because he's he's threatening her whole association yeah no it's fucked up if she doesn't because at this point zogar has essentially taken he's like taken over yeah like the entire community at Ogamaro. now we go back and show gigu the letter she says sorry gigu i have to work for zogar because he's threatening me and now he gets pissed Gigu is like, how dare Zoga threaten BB? I hope our listeners can keep up with these fucking names. <laughs> I know, right? So now we're going to go and talk to Master Bago about how we can go and retaliate. Bago being the acolyte bomb man. Yes. To be fair, the names do sound like they're kind of roles in the story. Like yeah. BB is the most feminine name. Yep. Gigu sounds like a chump. Yeah. And Zoga, it's a Z, which means he's evil. And that's where the quest step ends. Now the reputation quests begin sending us into the Ogamoro mines directly. This is a pain in the butt because you cannot avoid getting aggroed, yep. even with flight. So <sighs> like you'll have to go and kill some tail before you can like click on the thing that you need to click on. Kill some tail. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Nice. <laughs> it's also like fates that you gotta do. Yeah. Gotta wait um, for those. That's not that's that's like the least annoying honestly like yeah shit i'll wait for a fate but you're yeah you're wandering around in this labyrinth um there's another escort mission of sorts so you have to go and and grab you go to this this little tiny bomb maker somewhere in this deep corner it'll dispense a bomb to you and you walk it to a furnace and drop it then you go back to it again walk to an even farther furnace drop that and then do the ember pick up thing, fight that, get the core. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, fuck those quests. <sighs> God, like these ones are the most annoying, I think, of the tribe quests. Even counting like the Ixal, put on the gloves and go do a thing and then craft a thing. At least then I could kind of like grab, 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 come back, craft, 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 craft. Yeah. This one, you it just takes time. Yep. It's a slog. But I do like the environment. I think it's cool. We also get to fight the unique structure enemy for this quest line. Oh, These the are golems? the the bomb manufacturers. The um, oh, they look like the incubators, little mini bomb enemies that are made of metal. Yeah, and you blow them up, and then Ta-da. you pick up the garbage, and you hope you find the Something. right kind of garbage before, yeah. because different people are going to want different types of garbage. Yep. Anyway, we do the things, <laughs> and we go back for the final quest step. Obviously, this is an escalation on all fronts. Immediately, Gigu is screaming at us to run away, save yourselves. Uh, and we're like, why? Because Bibi said so. Like, why did she say so? Probably a good reason. I don't want to know. You go find out. I'm going to stay here and hum and plug my eyes and ears. But she's right in the camp. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, we turn around and there she is. She's like, why would you have left yet? Oh my God, you need to go before. And she can't even finish her sentence before... Zago and his floozies Zoga. show up. I keep doing that. And I was typing that in my notes. I kept going. I kept flip-flopping between Zoga and Zago. <laughs> God damn. Anyway, so Zago and his waiters Zoga. show It's, it's, shit, no. I, yep, okay. Nope. I'm reading, I'm reading what I typed and I typed it wrong. <laughs> I need to fix it right now because I'll continue to say it. 
Oh, I'm in. Never mind. It's fine. Zoga. Zoga. Zozo. Zago. Zoe. You just said Zoga. Are you? Don't you fuck with me. <laughs> All right. Zoga and his waifus show up. And BB, it, it, well, he's, and then he's like throwing accusations at BB like she betrayed him against his dire warnings. And, you know, there's like a confrontation. And Skates Fist, she runs in and she's like, oh, this is, this is a problem. And Gigu, surprisingly, actually walks into this conversation, um, preparing to defend the 789th against Zoga's accusations of treachery, which are actually true. Zoga is like, y'all have been trying to, like, you guys are so fucked up. You want to make everybody else around you also fucked up. You've been doing nothing but trying to drag everybody else down to your level. And I'm like, that's true. That is true. Also, during this, Skates Fist walks in. She's like, hey, what's up? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like, what's up, guys? <laughs> like, to see her. <laughs> just not- I'm like, oh, this is really bad if she's that worried. Um, of course, the punishment here is death, you know. And uh, Zoga is, you know, I'm going to throw all y'all into my furnace. And BB pleads with him to have mercy. She will do anything if zoga will spare gigu's life zoga you know anything uh so we all know what that means and uh zoga's like yeah that seems like a fair trade as long as bb holds up her end of the bargain forever one slip up again all y'all in the furnace and before he so he walks off with the floozies and bb has to follow behind him but before she does she, she beseeches gigu please come for me please promise me that you will come for me and again he despairs and he like cries out for her and all that and at this point skates fist says all right here we go attack time and now gigu waffles again he's like no no one will attack with me well i mean yeah it's it's less pathetic this time gigu he like at this point he finally realizes that his inaction has gotten him to where he is right now He's made his and BB's bed, and he tells Skatesfist that he will follow her wherever to save his beloved. And Skatesfist is like, thank God, finally. All right, round up your men. I'll round up my men. We're going to get in there and destroy this guy. And that's when Gigi was like, "Ah, I can't because no one will do what I say because I'm such a shit person. But now the tribe steps in and says, yes, we will. Not so fast. Because you've kept us safe so far. We got yeah. your back, Gigu. Yeah, they're like you're a good leader. You like you have our back. We got yours. Like let's go, let's go, let's go do this thing. So the attack is on, and we will need some explosives from Bago to disable that new furnace that they're working on. Yeah, well, before there's just just the little the little thing. So Skatesfist is like, all right, here's the plan. We mean meaning me and her. We're gonna run into Ugamaro to create a diversion first. Then Gigu will run into the workshop, the secret way, and throw some incendiaries at Zoga's furnace. And then in the commotion, Gigu will rescue Bibi and escape. And Skates Fist like, let me hear your battle cry. And all he can muster is, he says like, mommy? Mammy. Mammy? We don't say mammy. So I'm like, we say mommy. Like, he's like, I, can't, uh, I just need a second. You guys need to go on ahead. I just need a fucking second. Is that a reference, Jen? Don't Google it. Um, this is this is like a very um, minstrel show sort of very racist like twenties thirties sort of well I actually even oh, God 
this is there were there were like tchotchkes and shit uh, of a caricatured um, black woman that was typically like maybe your like housekeeper or your cook or something, and she would be called Mammy, um, and you could buy like paper towel holders that looked like Mammy, oh. and it was like you know the 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 blackface with you know that the 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 OG like jazz singer kind of like blackface. Is it? Is it? Is it? Al, no, it was like Al Jolson. Al, um, oh, um, either way, I'm assuming the quest writers were not informed. No, I'm like I don't even know what they were trying to get him to say because it was like a, it's a weird like it wasn't Mammy like in that way, uh-huh. but it wasn't like Mommy. It was such a weird combination of letters. I don't know what they were trying to do, but it was very strange. But um, yeah, so he's gonna take a second, and we're gonna go talk to Bago and get his bombs. So we do that, and then we go to the mines, and we click some stuff to drop off the mines. And then we go through the front door this time to Zoga's workshop. I'm refreshing. The one time only we're actually allowed to go through the front entrance. Skatesfist ran ahead, knocked the guy unconscious, stole his key, and there we go. And then for some reason, we just like, we walk through the workshop to the back door. Well, we, we, we walk in. There's no reason for us to be there. But we walk in, we find Gigu. He's like, I'm doing it. And then we all leave. <laughs> <laughs> Such a weird moment. I know. Afterwards, we head outside, and as we are leaving the workshop through the secret hatch, Zoga appears. Like, this is it, you guys. All right. Dude. I'm sick of your shit. It's furnace time. Yeah. Yeah. This is it. We're gonna... I'm fucking... Let's go. Let's fucking go. And we do our little our little warrior of light, like, step forward. Like, come at me, man. Like, let's go. And Gigu is like, nah. And he's like, nope, you step back. This is my fight. And we give him a, like a little nod, like, yeah, man. All right, get after it. And then they fight. And it's totally very strange. So there uh, is the approach, the slow motion approach, where they both charge at one another. And they do the thing where they dive towards each other in slow motion until it turns into a Hildebrand-esque. Yes! Yeah, this is like who framed Roger Rabbit shit. This is like, it's a cartoon cloud with stars and bonks and whirs and whizzes and like oofs and whizzes. Oh, stop. Um, and the whole time, Giga was like begging for mercy. He's like, please, Zoka, stop. And it's just like, the, but, but, but the noises and the visuals coming out of this are so discordant. It was unsettling. I get, I'm like, <laughs> you know, I get it. There are not a lot of stakes here. We know what's up. It's, it's a, it's a tribe quest, whatever. He's begging for mercy after he's being beat thoroughly by Zoga. And now BB starts to plead as well. She says, why waste your strength on Gigu? Yeah. You're, you're better than this, like, Zoga. You are strong. You are skilled with a pick. You should be leading us to greater heights, not wasting your shit on Gigu. But now Gigu says, BB, you shut your face. Oh, no. Like this is, this captivated me. So while BB is all like, you know, stop, like, you're better than this or, you know, whatever she's trying to say, which is kind of fucked up. Or she's just trying to appeal, I think, to She's trying to appeal to Zoga yeah. to leave. Did you say Zigo? I don't know. The Check recording the will prove. <laughs> anyway, Zoga, right? I, I think she's Zoga? trying to appeal, appeal to, to Zoga's ego. Yeah, but like, it's too much for Gigu in this moment. So while she's talking under his breath, he just mutters, Silence. And after another beat, he says, be silent. And BB kind of hears him and she's like, what? And Giku screams it. Shut your fucking mouth. Your fucking stupid bloody ass mouth. Shut up. He goes off. And 
everyone, there's like a hush. The entire fucking region is silenced by this outburst. Bro is done. He shouts at all of us to shut up, to back off, to fuck off. I didn't ask any of you for help ever. And here you are fucking up my fight. This is my deal. And then he pulls out a little bomb and it looks like a little bomb. And he's like, you know what this is, motherfucker? This is Bago's life's work. His magnum opus. You want to know what it does? It does a lot of things. Ooh, it does two things. Because it first detonates the bombs that he we placed. It. Yeah, I wasn't sure what was happening. I was like, oh, is this when he like suicides himself and takes Zoga with him? No, it is a detonator. So he clicks it and all those bombs that we laid out earlier, they're going off all over the facility. Like this is catastrophic. And then as that's going on, <laughs> he's like, th- then he, he does one final just like, Wah! just like this uncaged whale clicks it again and it it propels him into Zoga and then it explodes again and Zoga is then just exploded into the mine and it just he blows up into a million pieces the physics of this are very questionable because oh yeah it propels him from behind despite being in his hand in front Yes. It activated maybe the bomb it was also, in his butt. Maybe it also like jumped at the same moment, but then it also is like a like an explosive punch sort of like it like he smacks Zoga with it's, it and it punches him it's with a bomb. Vago's magnum opus gen. It is a lot of things. It's a lot of things. I know. And uh and then he like turns and like drops the mic and then he's bye. Pretty much. Says fucking nothing. Bye. So he has bomb punched Zoga into the mine, presumed dead, we don't know. And then we go back to the camp to uh, get our recap. <laughs> it's, it's so bizarre. Like, literally, that's it. And it's like, go check in with Gigu back at camp. Skate's Fist now says, good job, Gigu. Way to grow a spine. <clears throat> and we've taken care of the threat to Camp Overlook. So it's all good. BB shows up. Gigu's like, what do you think of me now, BB? Who's the hot shit now? She's pissed. She's like, how dare you talk to me that way? You are horrible. I never want to see you again. So she walks off and Gigu is like, whatever, bitch. Like, he just shakes his head. He's like, I don't don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. And uh, (laughs) this is this is when I actually broke down because this this like this moment of personal empowerment, I thought was really great. Um. And like this man, this man, Cobalt, this man, how how long has he been shitting on himself? How long has he been shit on by Cobalt society? And how long has he been like a complete fucking doormat? Yeah, like all of us just trying to get up all up in his business and whatever. Like he's just, I can't imagine for how long this has been percolating. So anyway, um, she runs off. He doesn't care. Well, I guess he kind of does, but he's the thing's like, all right, going forward, like I'll get her back, no worries. And also, we are going to increase our productivity uh, like a thousandfold. We are going to take this shit from 789th to the first. You watch it happen. After this nap. After this nap, never change. And the end. Skatesmith is like, all right, that was something. <laughs> Why don't you go back to Maelstrom HQ and yeah, just say tell what, them what the fuck happened? And they're gonna, they're like. Wow, dude. Sorry about that, but here's some uh 
some gill for you. Yep. Thanks for your service. Here's some remuneration for your deeds in advancing the Maelstrom and Kobold relations. 1,100 gill. For a month's work. Right on. The end. So I'm going to give up adventuring and become a crafter. So what a ride that that was something, Jen. Yeah, this I loved it. I fucking loved it. Really? Yeah, I had so much fun with this. I think that mechanically speaking, this is my least favorite of the tribe quests. That Maybe I out. will change my mind once we do sylphs again. I don't no, know. The music. Oh, my God. I'm <laughs> but um, these quests are have so many individual steps to them. that You must do sequentially. You cannot skip them. It fucking sucks. Even like it's actually worse because like with my um poetic gear at level fifty, I just like two shot all these guys. But still, you gotta click the thing, kill the guy, click the thing. It's it's so many individual little things to do per every single quest step. Yep. Mechanics aside, that ending like I don't know how to process that fully. Frankly, <laughs> like we turned Gigu into an alpha male, right? Is I this, mean, is it this was... a happy ending? It doesn't feel like it. It feels no, like we, he, we... It, it feels like he, he's 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 probably just overwhelmed with I don't know what cobalt testosterone is if it's just testosterone. So or... my my kind of feeling about this um, is that he has become as bad as Zoga, except that he's still lazy, so <laughs> he'll be an ineffectual Zoga. That is the message I take away from the final moments. Well, that's a bummer. Going solely by the dialogue that we're given there. He really let us all have it. Like, I was like, we're not friends anymore. He just told us all. (laughs) He's just like, we're all dead to him. Like, I don't know where we stand. Because there was no, like, debrief after that. It was just like, fucking, all right, go back to camp. Like, is he okay? Um, Knowing that he has the support of his guys, you know, at camp, that's huge. And, you know, maybe like, there's probably a reason why they stuck by him all this time. Like, maybe he's just kind of let himself go. He's just he's just been like wallowing and in, in that vicious fucking downward spiral. And now they're stealing and they're demoted to the 789th. He's just wallowing. And this is what it took to make him feel feelings again. Well, we do get an epilogue of sorts. So we'll see how this goes in a bit. Really? With the alliance quests. Oh. So we have two more to do, right? Sahagan yep. and Sylphs? Yep. Cool. I'm very excited. But I feel like if this was the last story beat period for the Kobold tribe, I would feel like they have a dark future ahead of them. It could go either way. Yep. Yep. And I almost I almost kind of, it bothered me that he was like, I'll get, I will win BB back. And I'm like, I don't, don't, like, don't. Like, just let her go. Be who you are. And let things happen. Is there only one Lady Kobold in all the world? Well, he does like her. The thing is, though, that the way he resolves to win her back is by becoming Zoga. It's to, to do so much work and to raise to rise so high. And despite their kind of fractious relationship, she did like him for being Gigu. 
yeah. not for being like Zoga. Correct. So yeah. she's like, my, you know, where, what happened to my sweet Gigu? Unless this is a temporary adrenaline burst, then he might actually have lost her forever. Sure. We will see. So the, the Alliance stuff, the Alliance tribe quest thing, I haven't done that, period. Not in my primary account, not in this account. Yeah, I, I think that so far, my least favorite of the tribe quests, both for the, the quests themselves and also the storytelling. This feels like it's played for humor, but I'm not laughing. It's also, <laughs> yeah, no, it's kind of dark. Um, Like, you know, oh, they're like lazy and they're super proud of being lazy, but it's also really... Like not, it's not in a cute way. It's it like I felt I felt dirty doing the stuff that I was doing for uh-huh. them. I'm like I'm not helping y'all out at all. I am enabling this shit. Yep, it felt bad. Um, so I'm like, where the fuck is this going? <laughs> I mean, overall, I I really enjoyed it. I yeah. Um, obviously, Ixal number one. Um, but this was this was cool. Nice. I'm glad you had fun, Jen. Thanks. Next time, we'll be talking about the Fisher job quest through level 50. Woo! Well, that will do it for today's episode. Woo! It was a doozy. I got, I got heated. Giku got heated. Zoga got heated. Anyway, thank you guys so, so much for listening, for being here for being cool and uh if you have any reason to get in touch uh, we have ways you can do that we have an email at podreturn ffxiv at gmail.com we also have a discord and it's uh, really fun so check the show notes for that info and get in there you can share screenshots share stories talk about the episodes talk about your life you know there's some really fabulous people and we also do group runs occasionally, and that's a great place. That is the only place where you can sign up to join us on some of that shit. We're going to be doing Binding Coils here coming up real soon, so get your shit in the Discord. I'm a glass of wine in, guys. I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> with that, um, we hope you enjoyed the episode, and uh, have a good day or night, and we will see you next time.